I'm Michael Sean Harris, and you're listening to Mike's Moment Of, a weekly podcast in which I, along with my guests, share our various interests in moments of inspiration, truth, life, technology, culture, and more. I hope you're entertained and informed, and that you feel inspired to join me again and again in my Moments Of. What's, What's up? up? So, okay, this is Mike's moment of, and it's again, I guess, kind of technology, but it's really a moment of the super techie. Haha. <laughs> um, my good friend Mijan Webster. Um, hey. We're supposed to, we're supposed to to do this while I was in Florida, but you know, now we found a way to do it while I'm in Jamaica and she's in Florida. Yeah. And this one, we're talking about. Michael, where are my air horns? Where's my air horn that I asked you for? You'll get those later. <laughs> That's in oh. post-production. Uh, is, is it really? <laughs> and we put, them, really? we put them here. And we put them here. <gasps> and yeah, okay. There. <laughs> the vision's right. in the building. That's okay, sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're, we're talking about Mij, about you being... <laughs> Come on. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, go, go, go. Sorry, go all right, on. so yeah, we're talking about you being in technical theater, stage mm-hmm. management, all that kind of stuff. Starting in Jamaica, doing that as well, as well as being a violinist, you know, being a musician. And then the journey, what you learned, uh, and then we'll take it from there. So, all right, so how did you get started anyway in, in technical theater in Jamaica? Um, I got started with JMTC. Michael, Jamaica Musical Theater Company. Right. Uh, my brother was friends, is friends with Kyle Chin, and his sister okay. was Belle in Beauty and the Beast. And it was like a, a holiday where everybody was, I think it was like Beach Juve, you know, those weekends, one of those weekends where everybody goes off to Negril or, or wherever. Okay. And so they were short on mm-hmm. crew. So my brother was just like, hey, follow me to do this thing because my brother and I are close, especially when we were kids. We used to do everything together. So I was like, all right. Okay. And him just say, we're all black. I was like, all right. And that was it. That was in okay. 1998. 1998. And that was Beauty and the Beast, you said? That was Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Okay. So how was your experience doing that? That was the first time. What did you have to do? It was, yeah. Um, It was really nice. It was really, really easy. It was literally like the stage manager would say, okay, in the next blackout, put this here or go and pick that up. Or so... I just thought it was really easy. I just, I loved it. I really liked it. That was my first time. I had seen My Fair Lady, like Olive Lewin took us to see My Fair Lady probably, I think a year or two before that. And I was just like, man, this is really cool. I want to do this. But I had no clue, like no idea how, you know? And I never okay. really, I didn't really think about it again. I thought about it, but I didn't, I never made any moves until my brother invited me to do it. So I just, I thought it was mad cool and I just loved it. So after that, when was your next opportunity? Um, after that, the next year, or I think it was in the summer. I don't remember. What I do remember is that the very next year, we're doing Lion King and I, and I auditioned and I was actually in the show. And okay. I did not enjoy it. I loved being in the show. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. But I always missed being in the stage group. So, okay. Okay. 
Right. And so right after Lion King, I think the senior theater company um, were doing Guys and Dolls or I don't know, one of those shows. And so right. I signed up to be I signed up to be crew for that. And so I just I just kept being crew for JMTC. I was crewing for JMTC for a long time, for a couple of years. Who were some of the people you met, like the more professional people? Because you, you were just starting out. That's where I met Robin Baston. Um, okay. I love Robin. Robin has taught me a lot. I mean, in terms of in terms of stage tech stuff, I think Robin is the most giving person I ever met. I mean, in wow. general, he is. But in terms of helping me to be a better stage manager, to be a better, I mean, at one time I was technical director, and Robin was. I don't know. He just he's amazing. I met Greg. Greg Greg Thames, I met right. um, I met T- Tanya Allgrove, right, mm-hmm. right. Um, I met everybody, um, in JMTC, and then after that, um, that's theater is where I met most of my friends. So that's like where I met Chris and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, that's where. That's where I met you. Okay. Yeah, you started there, but mm-hmm. how did you then transition to, because I've, I've seen you doing stage management and tech stuff in the Grand Gala. Right. Seen, you know, in, in bigger theater stuff as well and, um, and other kinds of shows and, and, you know, even concerts, you know, that kind right. of stuff. So While I was working at JMTC, Tanya was stage managing the Actor Boy Awards. And so she asked some of the crew to come and, to come and help her with that. And, that's where I met a lot of people. That's where I met Trevor Nairn, um, Pablo Hoylet. I got my first job with Pablo Hoylet because I worked on the Actor Boy Awards. Okay, which 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 production was that? It was called Murder at the Howard Johnson <laughs> with Audrey Reed and wow. Calvin. Oh my God, what's Calvin's name? I don't remember Calvin's name. And and Chris Daly. Okay, where where was the production playing? It was at the pantry. So okay, right. So it was Carl at the Hart, pantry, okay. right? And it was at Carl Hart. Yeah, shout out to him. I love him too. And that was a very, very different experience because no, I wasn't. You know, JMTC, it's um, it's like there's a stage manager and then there's this big stage crew. And so the stage manager, not that the stage manager doesn't really do anything, but you don't have to be as hands-on. When I started working in that first show, I'd, I learned like a whole different um set up as stage manager like you were the one that first of all it was just me there was no stage crew so right. i had to know i had to um i had to get a prompt book and i had to you know i had to schedule rehearsals i had to um so that's schedule. like proper proper stage yeah. management kind of yeah 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 i yeah, started yeah. learning the real stuff there <laughs> exactly okay. exactly okay and um okay. and and from there um i just got i just kept um getting invites to the shows Trevor Nairn asked me to do Actor Boy Awards the very next year after Tanya did it. I think it was like a year or two after that. And then I got to work with Trevor Nairn and that was also very eye-opening because he's very, very detailed. I remember him saying to me, you're not writing anything down and it's and it's making me worried. And I was like, shh, I don't have to write anything down. It's fine. Like, <laughs> relax, buddy. <laughs> you know, but... Um, Little did you know that Trevor <laughs> changes his mind every two days. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh yes. my god and oh my god that, right and then so right. that's how that's how i got the job to work at grand gala or um what is it melogaron and it was through Fe- festival was, queen and stuff best yeah yeah all those shows yeah and so i just got to i started working with david heron 
right? Like, so like right after Pablo's show left the pantry, David Heron's show came into the pantry and he asked me to work on his show. And that was also, that was also a very eye-opening experience. I worked with Bridget. Bridget was his stage manager and they needed one stage crew. So an assistant right. manager. So, okay. and then Bridget also taught me a lot, you know, Bridget is also very, um, what's Bridget's full name again? Bridget Smith. Yes. But it sounds like there, you had a lot of female role, role models in Jamaica in technical theater. I absolutely had a lot of female role models in Jamaica. I had Scarlett. Right. Um, Scarlett Bahari. I had Bridget. I had Tanya. I had Delia Harris. I mean, she yes. was, she was not, not as a tech, but just, just a female in, in the industry. I hate using the word female. Just a woman in the industry, like right, right. being awesome. I love every single actor that I've ever worked with. There's no actor that I don't like. I maybe one, but Karen okay. Harriot is an amazing person to work with. Um, yeah, there are lots of women. It just felt like a very natural thing then to be in in theater and technical theater. And it did feel like a natural thing. It wasn't. I didn't exert any effort at all. Actually, no. <laughs> is when no is when I'm, I'm I'm working. Like literally, it's taking effort to be stage crew. Nadia at UA, she's you know. Uh, Nadia Roxburgh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While you were doing this, you were also playing, because you play mm-hmm. violin. Mm-hmm. And you're playing orchestras and you're and you're playing for 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 different pop artists reggae acts mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like so like how did you manage that and who were you playing for um i, I started playing for jackyore and then um being on tour with jackyore i ended up playing for a lot of reggae people like the richie spices the iwins the um a lot of people i don't remember no I really don't, but okay. I, I toured with the, the main person I was touring with was 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 Cure. So I would, when I when I was touring, I wasn't stage managing a lot. Um, right. Because, okay. because when we it just so it just happened to line up that when <clears throat> when he had a lot of shows when he had the most shows the theater season would be on break, so that worked okay. out great for me, <laughs> you know. Right. Right. Um, and then. I would be working on other shows. I remember I was working for Fabian Thomas, great guy, love him. Um, mm-hmm. And he would, he got another, uh, got another stage manager. Um, and so I thought that that was really nice and accommodating. And so when whenever I would have to go off, I was stage managing a show, but whenever I had to leave, somebody else would come and stage manage okay. that weekend. Um, okay. That's basically how I managed it. Sometimes it sometimes it clashed, but uh, for the most part, I, I think I worked it out well. So yeah. was your was your like your mom your, was your family like really supportive of this, or she was like, "What is this you're doing?" Or... My, mom, my mom was supportive until I st- uh, until I started to get like a little bit older, and then she was just like, "So, um, what <laughs> what are you doing? Like what are you doing in your life? Like what are you gonna do?" But I think by that time I was I was I was traveling a lot um, with um, not only with Cure, but it just so happened that a lot of the shows that I worked on would travel as well. After a while, she just she just relaxed a little bit, you know. My mother okay. is very supportive. She's always been. Okay. Um, but you kind of started this kind of out of high school, pretty much, right? I started Cause... it right out of high school. I don't know. I like a lot of things were just weird. I even 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 with music school. I was I just happened to be at Edna Manley for a rehearsal or something. 
for a show that I was stage managing and um mm-hmm. Mr. Yo was just like, you know, auditions are happening. Why don't you come and audition? And I was just like, um, all right, I don't have my violin. He's like, well, violin's here. And I auditioned and I got into School of Music and it was like, oh, all right then. Kind of, you know what I mean? So that was, because you, you went to School of Music like twice now. I mean, because that was, that was the first time. How long did that last? Right. That lasted for a little bit over a year. I, I dropped out because we were going to England for three months and I was not going to not go to England for three months to work. <laughs> so I went. And then the second time, that was when Cure asked me to go on tour. And again, I was not going to give up. <laughs> Travel the world. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. You have to make a decision. And it, it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So all right, it was what for the Jamaican part of it? Give me some of your high points in terms of the theatrical and the concert and, the, you know, the big event things. What were some of your high points? Uh, my high points... I definitely liked working on the Jamaica 50 show. I was working on that show. That's part of the reason I, I really enjoyed working okay. on that show. Uh, I loved working on I loved working on anything that JMTC did because because their shows were musicals and I love musicals. Right. Like I'm one of those people that on a random day you will hear like rent coming from my car or you know what I mean? Right. So so any show that JMTC did that was a part of Bubbling Brown Sugar, Guys and Dolls, The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Mama I Wanna Sing was an amazing show. Um Right. Um Were you there for for Sarafina? I was there for Sarafina. That was that was one of the best shows JMTC ever did. Working with Alwyn Bully and Paula Shaw. Ah, okay. You can't. You, you and can't and Peter Ashburn, right? And Peter and Peter Ashburn. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, that was that was an amazing experience, sir. You know, that yeah. definitely a high point. Thank you for that. I, I did um, see that. That was awesome. Um. Well, oh, you were Kathy Lee. That's right. Yeah. Imagine, right? Imagine. Right. That I worked amazing. on that show too. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I was musical director. I guess. Yeah. We were at rehearsals and stuff. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Some of them, yeah. I did a lot of the music for Imagine oh, okay. yeah, and, and John. Yeah. Okay, that's how big the production was. Like two best friends were working and didn't realize it. I'm kidding. It was yeah. massive, no man. It was huge. Yeah. It was huge. Um, um, you were part of Ashi at some point. I was not a part of Ashi. Can I tell the Ashi story? But you worked with Ashi. Sure. I worked. Yeah, I worked on curfew with Ashi. And that was that also was an amazing experience. That show was the music, the story, everything. I, I loved working on that show. The, I love the cast. I love Ashe. Like I've always wanted to be in Ashe, you know. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah. So it's just funny now that I'm really good friends with with you, and like I hang out with Roslyn and I hang out with Michael Holgate because I remember I used to Ashe used to come to Walmart all the time, and I used to be like, man, I wish I could be in Ashe. Like, I really wanted to be in Ashe. Chris Jobs was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He kind of looks the same now still, so. Does he? Huh. <laughs> he does. He has, right. hasn't really changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, worked, I worked on a few things with Ashe, so. All right, so now you're you're living in the U.S. You're living in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, and you've recently started working technical. It's not really a theater, necessarily, but it, it's it's like crew. But it's the same thing, or is it? I mean, you tell me. Uh, technically, it's the same thing. I'm a stage crew. Like, I'm, right. I'm not a stage manager or a TD or all the, you know, fabulous things that I'm used to in Jamaica. I'm literally right. a stage crew. So I'm literally the person that builds the stage, like puts the okay. holding together and then bring right. the plywood and then bring the text. And 
it's it, this is the hardest I've ever worked in my life. I am wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. But how how did how did working in, in the stuff that you did in Jamaica prepare you for for this? Did it um, or I think it prepared me um huh that's a really good question. Let me think about that for one minute. How did working in Jamaica prepare me? Because it is different. It's really different. I think I understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I don't think it's not important. Did I say Explain that? that. Meaning it can be hard for you to be like, man, yo, I'm just like, this deck is so heavy. Or, you know, I'm just the person that puts the lights up, you know, because I'm literally on a ladder with a harness on or on a, mm-hmm. a rig with a harness on, you know, putting the putting lighting fixtures up. I, I've never had to do mm-hmm. that before. Before it was just like I would I was a person that walk that walks in and pushed the button or you know or or would sound, you know, I so now I'm actually learning what I'm doing. So it kind okay, of so, ways. So but but you think that, that the experience in Jamaica kind of gave you a a broader perspective so you kind of know what the bigger picture is so you know yes. that the, yeah the, because yeah. you're you're doing you're doing one part of the bigger picture you right you get a better understanding of what the whole right. thing is i know your right. contribution exactly. to it okay exactly. okay okay exactly. what are some of the things that you have been doing like who, what's the company that you work for i work for this company named rebecca's rebecca's dream crew um Re- rebecca's dream crew okay yeah and so what they are what we are is that um were the were the crew that executes the, the 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 plans, so so the guy that owns the company meets with the the technical director and he gives us the, the layout of the stage, and so we execute that. So we're basically the ones that look at the plans and be like, okay, them need a two fifty by three fifty stage with a with a with three risers or you know, and then we'll we'll, we'll put up all the lights. Um, put together all the trussings, rig all the the LED panels, um, rig all the sound equipment, and then sometimes we'll stage manage a show. So like, uh, so like the very first time I stage manage was like a week ago last week. Um, with was this a festival, the, the Boca Festival? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I stage manage postmodern jukebox, okay. which really and truly I had nothing to do. It was just stay there, <laughs> make sure they they do the you know, okay. Time. Mm-hmm. They have what they need, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, the Boca Festival. What are all the all the different acts and stuff that were on the Boca Festival? The Boca Festival was amazing. Um, have- well, when I, I mean, I came and saw you, and, you, and we saw we saw the Empire Strikes Back with the orchestra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing playing the score live. That was awesome. That was. What else? What else was there? Postmodern jukebox. What else? Postmodern jukebox was there. The the Erokio trio was there. They were amazing. What's that? It's like a full orchestra, and then the three soloists. It's a it's a group. It's ah. a trio, but it's like it's violin, cello, and piano. Right. And so, like, like for that day, right? Like that's what I that that's what I felt good about. Like for that day, um, Steph, who is my crew chief, he was just like Mijan. Today will be an easy day for you. All you have to do is keep shining that piano. Just make sure that piano is shining. And like I thought about it and I was like, man, this is so cool. Like I'm getting paid to shine a Steinway grand piano. Like it sounds, it sounds ridiculous, you know? <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. And like when you're doing it and you're doing the wax on, wax off and the, the Karate Kid movies playing in your head, um, 
it feels trivial. Right. Until showtime. Until showtime and the lights hit it and you understand why. And like that one fingerprint that's on it bugs you the whole night. And you can't <laughs> right. for a chance to go and get it off. You know what I mean? Yes. Like yeah. so those are I, I really enjoy that. Uh, um um worked on oh you were asking me about the festival, right? Um yeah, postmodern jukebox was amazing. Right. Um if you don't know postmodern jukebox, they they basically it's a band and they basically take hit songs from the eighties, nineties, two thousands recently and they, right. they they play different um arrangements. They play the hit songs but they play them in different arrangements and it was amazing. As a musician, that was amazing. Like as a musician, I don't mind rigging some LED panels for them because it's right. it just make the show wicked. You know? Right, right. Um, Did they have Puddles Pity Party as a guest singer? No. You know who that is? That's a tall clown that does, that sang royals with them. No, no, no. But what they did have that I'm stealing for my next show is that they had a tap dancer randomly run across the stage and tap dance in the middle of things. (laughs) Okay. It was was so awesome. It was just like, they're just playing, you're trying to make me go to rehab. And I said, tack, 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 tack. And when you look, the lights go up and there's this youth tap dancing. And it's oh, that's cool. Yes. Yeah, it was wicked. And it happened that's at nice. different times in the show. And then okay. at one point, at one point he was tap dancing and then he came and he and the drummer had like a fight, like a play fight. Right. And right. 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 And like a face off. Right. And then he started playing drums and it was, it was ridiculous. Like, wow. I'm so happy okay. I saw that show. What else have worked on the Super Bowl? That was cool. That was awesome. <laughs> you just say it so so lightly. Oh, the Super Bowl. Oh uh, yeah. Um, um yes. That did you get to meet to meet any of the uh, the superstars that were I on? I did not get to meet any of the superstars. Who I got to meet was Deion Sanders. Who that don't mean nothing to nobody. But if you watch football, you understand exactly what that. Yeah. Is. And I know you're yeah. a big football fan. <laughs> yeah, I am. So. I'm a bigger basketball yeah. fan. But yeah. Okay. Um. And I'm not watching football right now because you know we're we're still with Cap, but I needed that okay. whole money, honey. I needed that. Uh, that's right. Right. So um, yeah. that I met Christian Bast. When you watch a lot of ESPN, when you watch a lot of sports, especially the big the big games like the championships or whatever, and the game right. ends, and you see directed by Christian Bast, that's who I met. I was ah. so. And the thing is, for some reason. He just really liked me. He just really trusted me. So I, we were walking, we were talking a lot because in shows like that, corporate, who for the Super Bowl, corporate is the NFL and Christian right. is the one that's working for the NFL. So when we finished building all the stages and putting up all the, you know, the whatever, he has to do a walkthrough to approve everything. And if he okay. doesn't like something, we literally have to take it down or... Whatever. And do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the point is, it was really nice to... to and, it, and again, it sounds simple. Like, oh, today I did a walkthrough with Christian Bass, Daniel. And it sounds simple, but it's, but it really isn't. You know, it's, it's like... It's a big deal. Yeah, it is. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and I don't know. They really liked us. They, they actually asked us back to do... Oh. Some NFL is doing something again. Like, uh, I don't oh, that's, know. That's great. And and we're going to work on that, so that was nice. Um, but on a Trump what's tough like? Oh, on a, on a what? 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> so you worked on a Trump rally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was that for you? Because let me tell you, when a lot of these shows that will that will that will start working on, um, we'll have to sign the email us and an NDA. Right. Non disclosure agreement. Yes. Right. And they and they have to sign it as well. So a lot of the shows that we're working on, we actually don't know what we're working on until very late in, in the process. So when I was okay. on the Christian Dior fall fashion show, we had no... Right. I thought that we were building a stage for Super Bowl rehearsals. That's what I thought. Okay. okay. I didn't know until like a day or two before. And they take your phone. Right. You're going into the venue, they take your phone. Because they have to control, have to control the press and the social yeah. media thing, and leaks yeah, and stuff. Exactly. So, I mean, when we knew that we were working on the Super Bowl, we just couldn't talk about it. We couldn't tell people. Right. Like, I can't come, I can't come home and, like, reel after Diana what happened today. You can't do that. Right. Like, same okay. Christian Dior thing, you know. I can't call you and be like, Mike's, like, oh, my God. <laughs> I saw Dick yeah. Beckham today. Like, I saw Chris, right. like uh, you know. So, anyway. Yeah. So, we were working on this show that was in the in the the convention center in West Palm Beach and it was massive. The stage was massive. The backdrop, the LED backdrop was massive. Like wow. lighting fixtures were, I think we put up 200, 230 lighting fixtures. I mean, it wasn't wow. as much as Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins is ridiculous. But anyway. Um, oh, you did that too? <laughs> yeah, we did Tony Robbins. It was like, a, okay. anyway. So, um, <laughs> So we're like, what is this? And then what happened, what started happening was, first of all, we didn't, this was the most uncomfortable. I personally have been working with another, working with the, with the, with the the stage company that was, that was designing the show and the crew around me. And then we noticed when the, the merch started coming in, like, okay, this is weird. The merch says problematic woman. Okay. That's weird. All right. And you know, like, (laughs) I'm highly political. And then yes. some more merch comes in and it's and they're like, I walk over to, to get some water and I look down and I see a gun. And I'm like, what? What? But but it but it looks so real. It's actually they're giving they're giving our merch with cups, right? The cup is the American right. flag. But then the thing under the cup to hold it down is the gun handle. And it looks oh. and I'm just like, okay what is happening here and then i noticed that we put up like a 300 foot american flag i'm like huh this is interesting (laughs) and then so we worked it out worked out that we were actually working on turning point usa which is a huge truck rally that is um that is for college kids oh i see okay so yeah that was interesting uh uh yeah I'm still conscious okay. about that one. Met Donald Trump Jr. quite by accident. Nice okay. guy. Never gonna vote for any, but you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, end of day, it's a job. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, go ahead. No, I'm. I'm just saying. At the end of the day, it is a job. I think if I knew what it was before I did it, yeah, I probably still would have done it for a lot yeah. of reasons. Yeah, it was a good experience. Right. I mean, it would look amazing. Because you don't want to let down your crew either, the people yeah. that you're working with as well. Half of the crew, when, when we realized that we're working on a Trump rally, didn't show up. They just didn't come back to work. Uh-huh. And that's part of the reason. Oh, really? Enjoyable because 10 of us were doing a 20 people job. Wow. Like, we were just okay. like, hell no. Okay. And then just never come back. It was like, all right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. With some of the, the, the things, that, you know, the, the like the book, uh, 
festival where you sing the orchestra and stuff and you're you know mm-hmm. you're a violinist does that pull on your uh your musician heartstrings it's like oh man i should be on on yeah, stage absolutely playing violence at 100 my um my crew chief steph and my boss evan has um like five or six videos of me looking over the first violin like the last person in the first violin section looking over <laughs> reading the music and playing it like they have videos of me oh, and I, you know funny. i saw them over there standing up laughing i just didn't realize why and i didn't i got so at one point i got really lost in the music and um it, yes it does absolutely when when that when that band was on stage the pmj because you know we're friends now so i can talk right right yeah yeah um yeah, yeah, like I, I really, really, really missed being on stage. I do. When I work stage okay. crew in certain instances, I do miss being on stage. I never okay. miss being stage crew when I'm on stage playing. Because, okay, right. Because, you know, okay. it's like as a performer, the thing is, I look at it really differently now. Like, I'm just not ever going to walk away and leave my water, my half drunk bottle of water on stage i'm just never going to do that to a stage crew ever again you know <laughs> right yeah i'm very aware just to be extra respectful because when i walk in to a venue at, at 3 p.m for a sound check i'm not going to know that that person who is trying to help me to get my stuff together i'm not going to know that they were there at six o'clock right. this morning so just right take my time like just you know just be nice um, I think I, I think right, right, right. Be respectful. Be respectful. I mean, I think I'm I'm pretty respectful to stage crew, but I think no, I I definitely have context behind like the day they are having. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. For people who are thinking about doing, uh, you know, technical theatre and even just a career generally in in the industry quote-unquote industry which mean, meaning you know being a performer or being in technical theater being in both um as you as you have done what kind of what kind of advice would you give them though i mean is, is there anything you, you you'd say you know stay clear of this or make sure you try and do this or talk to this person i would say i'd, I'd say study the study study what um i'm not sure if it's if you can do it in jamaica now but here there are um programs that you can do to become a stage tech they don't they don't call right. it a stage crew or you know they call you a stage tech i got this job because i have like years of experience and i definitely know that i can be a stage manager you know that i can be right. a stage manager everybody knows that i can be a stage manager but here i don't have that piece of paper to say i did this and i have a okay or i have a degree and so because of that is a is i kind of have to prove myself so it's it will take longer Yes, yes. Okay. You know what I mean? So, uh, and my advice would be, you know, Jamaica is nice. It's nice to live there. But if you want to take stage tech seriously, learn as much as you can. But then at some point, being just a stage crew in Jamaica is not going to cut it financially. Right. If we're, okay. if we're being mm-hmm. real. Like, I can give you a politically correct answer and be like, oh. No, man, no, man. Exactly. Of course, we want you to be real. That would be my advice. Set up yourself in a way where you can, you can leave Jamaica. And you can come up here and 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 maximize, you know, get like the the best out of your experience. I mean, ultimately, it'd be great if there there was a 
program, and I'm saying this, you know, with clenched teeth, because I've suggested this these kinds of programs before. Mm-hmm. A program in Jamaica that would teach technical theater uh, being a, being a stage tech. So maybe it's in the yeah. future. I mean, if, if I, somebody... I, I learned I learned stage tech. Everything I know about stage is is just somebody did have the time to tell me, right? Or just somebody had the patience, or just somebody saw me doing something somewhere. Like there isn't like a lot of the stage techs here. They know each other because they went to full sale. Just going to school alone gives you access to a right because you have a network, you have a built-in yeah, network. Yeah, like there, there's this, this one person. He doesn't live at home. Like all year long, he's doing all the festivals because okay. he went to some school. It wasn't even it wasn't even a name brand school, but it gave him access to all these different festivals, right. and so. Every, you name it, every festival, he's done it, you know, and it's and it's because he went to school for three years, and he's just like it don't even right. have to be three years, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, <laughs> right, you know, yeah. it's half a day, you know. Um, right, yeah. So that that would be my that would be my 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 advice. Is there a skill or a set of skills that you picked up from from your experiences in Jamaica or from someone in particular in Jamaica that? that turned out to be kind of impressive to the crew or to the, the people you're, you know, you're working for now? Um, I know that they really like me. I know that they, okay. I know that the stage crew was weird to me at first, but I know that I've earned their respect. I don't, I'm not really sure what I did, <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. I'm honest. I don't know. I just, um, I think in Jamaica, we don't have a lot of access to tools. It is a luxury here. I'm just going to be real. I'm not going to try and be politically correct. There are a lot of luxuries here that I did not have when I was stage crew in Jamaica. And so I think that I'm used to working. Just I just don't have any complaints when I'm at work. I just, okay. I just do my work. I don't need... What kind of luxuries do you mean? Just like they're very aware Okay. Here's the thing here, it is the law that after two hours we have to get a break. Right, right. Union, they have. I mean, yes. Huh. I sometimes I work through my break. My phone, like everybody has their phone set to <laughs> to when the break is, and it's like I just work through it because I'm just like, we don't take no breaks. <laughs> we just work until the work right, is done. Right. You know, every two hours you have to take a break. Every four hours, you have to stop to eat. They have to feed you. If they don't feed you, you get paid extra, <laughs> like if they're not providing right. food. I think they're very, very aware, not because they're nice, but because it's the law that you get treated a certain way. And right, right. This this is this is, this is is coming off really badly for Jamaica. I don't know if I like it. No, but I understand what you're saying. I mean, yeah. a lot of times, you know, we have that Jamaican saying, you have to turn your hand, make fashion. A lot of times yes. that's what you have to do. Yes. You know, and, and, and maybe that, that is also has become a, a an advantage for you and because so, if something so isn't working. Here, exactly. And so when you're here and something isn't working out and you just figure it out and you just do it, everybody's like, oh my God, you're amazing. But no. Right. 
N- not really, you know, just because... I think that that's that's something, though, that in Jamaica, sometimes we, we don't... Again, it comes back to the awareness. We're not completely aware of the value of, of the knowledge that we have, the skills that we have, especially as creative people and technical people. So we, so we don't we don't monetize and we don't we don't we don't there's charge no there's no what we're worth is the word that you're looking right. for. Right. The structure is missing. And actually yes, now that now that we're able to talk it through and I'm not you know um the advantage is that in Jamaica I was learning because I didn't concentrate on one thing. I can work a soundboard, I can work a lighting board, as well as I can put up the lights, you know what I mean? As well as I I know how to connect um, speakers and whatever. And and the thing is, so they feel like they found gold with me because like at the festival, the guy that was doing sound, he just was, him just never have any cares in the world because I was there. And if you want to walk off and go and smoke a cigarette, okay. it will be okay because I'm there. You know what I mean? Right. And there's not a lot of that here. It's very they're very concentrated on what they do. Right. So it's something because you you heard the interview with Peter Ashburn and you're saying you know he was a a, a jack of all trades and it worked for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and being in Jamaica, it worked for him. While if he if he moved to the US, he would have to specialize because everybody's kind of specialized 100%. in their area. One hundred percent. But but somehow this has become an advantage for you. Um, you know, being a, being able to cover so many different areas, yes, and not necessarily being a specialist in one, yes, uh, and and now you can be a specialist in one if you want, but at least you still have that kind of yeah. background, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yes, right. that's that's great. Thank you, thank you okay. for pointing that out. I didn't even, I haven't even stopped to think about that, actually. Oh, I, I didn't oh, cool. ever stop to think about that at all. I'll just give you a quick ear horn right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to put that in. Um, <laughs> okay, so what's what's next for you now? I mean, you're doing the, the technical thing, but you're also teaching. You're teaching violin. I am teaching um, violin at Samash. Yes. Um, how's that going? It's it's going really well. You know, that's not as hectic as the as the as the technical it's not, no, work, it's is not it? Hectic at all. It really, right. it's just like it's just some half an hour classes, um, or some of them are an hour. And, okay. you know, I'm, I feel like I'm the best version or one of the better versions of myself when I'm a teacher. Okay. I, I, Why? I completely forgot about that. Well, um, I think I provide a very safe space for people. And I think that okay. like, one of my students was saying to me, um, he came, to, he came to, to learn violin because it was just something that he always wanted to do and know him all the time and him kids move out and whatever. And um, but no, it's not about it's not even about violin for him. It's just like a, a place for him to come and relax. Okay, okay. So it's almost like a hang. Yeah, it's like I just I'm not I'm not one of those teachers that are like, you know, rude or unfit. I mean, I, I'm strict, you know, with with my students, especially the ones that are in 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 high school, and you know, like you chose to come here. You know what I mean? You're paying me. <laughs> right, um, right. If you said that you want to be a violinist and you want to go to Dreyfus in two years, I'm gonna need you to practice the instrument, and you know, um, but it's still cool. I don't know. I think I just make it fun, and I think I really like myself because it's it's a chance for me to give that high that you feel when you're playing on stage and there are like a lot of people screaming at you. It's a very yeah. different kind of feeling. I just feel really fulfilled when I teach. Yeah. But I re- yeah. I I really like giving that part of myself. I think I'm a better teacher than I am playing. Right. Is what I said all those words to say. Okay. I'm a better teacher than I am. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I really like that. 
And it's when okay. I'm most confident. Cool. Whenever I have a violin in my hand, I'm either teaching or performing on stage. And I think I'm more confident when I'm teaching. So interesting. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I think I think this is this is good. Um, thank you. Thanks for making the time. I mean, we're, I know we're both quarantined and stuff, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the cancelled all, like everything is cancelled. I'm just at home watching yeah. Netflix all day. My life has no meaning. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well I, I, I have a list of things. I'm so happy to be at home. I have a list of things to do, so it's great. Um, but we're going to talk again and we'll talk about some other things. We're going to talk about Octonia um, in another. Octonia? <laughs> oh, just get me started on Octonia. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. All right, Mish. Thanks a lot. Love you. All right. Love you today.